Hello, hello, and welcome to Rookie Lab. My name is Painter, and my pronouns are she, they. And I'm Smitty, and my pronouns are she, her. We're here to talk hockey and what comes with it. We are not gatekeepers. We welcome fans new and old. We are also not insiders, so take most, if not all, of what we say with a grain of salt. All links and sources we mention will be linked on our blog, wikilap.wordpress.com. Yep. And we have Twitter. We have an Instagram. Both we do. Rookie Lap. Um, we will be more active um, at some point. Okay. Okay. Uh... You, you, we we say this every time. I know, but eventually, yeah, we will be it's, truthful when we yeah, say it. Yeah, it's it's been a lot the last few weeks on my end. I don't know about Painter, but on my end, I've had, <laughs> I've had a, yeah, a move. Yeah. I've had uh, I've moved places. Um, I had there's a thing going on. It was like the busiest time at my work, and. I got called for jury duty. <laughs> so, so I've been busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been but, a very busy time. Yeah. But we're going to, we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it eventually. Um, but, and I guess I start with men's hockey today, right? Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, so Jacob Truba <laughs> has been named uh, the New York Rangers captain first captain in a long time i'm not even gonna bother clicking the link to the article <clears throat> that i have added there however as we have stated on this podcast we are chris Kreider fans unfortunately we are yeah. not necessarily new york rangers fans but we are chris Kreider fans no i am not new york rangers fans. yes i yeah and <laughs> like that you said no i am not new york ranger fans as though there are two of you <laughs> In fact, I need everyone who is listening to this, all five of our people who listen to this, um, I thought about saying something really mean. <laughs> but you didn't. So but I didn't. So Smitty should be proud of me, I but am. I am going to text her what I was going to say. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, so... I, I, I don't necessarily have any any feelings at all towards Jacob Truba. I do know that, I mean, he is one of their leaders, you know, on the team and everything. However, I don't entirely understand why you would – you can't mess – you can't text me while we're recording. Um, but – Personally, I look at Chris Kreider and I think that's the captain of like yeah. not even just the New York Rangers, but possibly like that's like life captain. Um, you know, I would those life coaches that uh, <laughs> yeah. have popped up on TikTok and talk about like making like six figures. Yeah, I would trust Chris Kreider if he was a six figure TikTok uh, virtual assistant, life coach, right, connoisseur, gut health guy. Right. Like, I I would trust him. Yeah, but you wouldn't necessarily trust Jacob Truba, to be honest. So no. I don't, I don't know. There is, I mean, I, I obviously, we can speculate all, all we want about it. Um, I'm sure, th- like, 
I'm sure at some there's some little bit of at least at least a little bit of New York Rangers fans who are pleased that it's just happened, you know, at this point that they have a captain because they've been captainless for a while. And we've talked about what captains do in their role. And it's not necessarily like all that. Like, I mean, it's it's a point of pride more than a lot of other things. At this but, stage in the game, it is more of a yeah. point of pride, but it's yeah. also like the face of what you want your franchise to be yeah. and what your team should represent. Mm-hmm. And the it's still very much, especially in franchises like the New York Rangers, mm-hmm. that still have a, I don't want to say old because that's not true, but mm-hmm. they have a certain way of doing things that is reminiscent of how things were done before the last lockout, which is mm-hmm. very much that the captain is the one in charge of going to the coaches and the other people when shit hits the fan. Yeah. So the fact they haven't had one for a very long time is one of the reasons why shit continues to hit the fan mm-hmm. for New York Rangers. Um, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Know, and but... I mean, there, there is, I've seen some Rangers fans lightly speculate that maybe, I mean, Chris Kreider's known for being very humble if he, like, turned it down. I don't think that would happen, to be honest. Yeah, you don't turn down yeah. being captain. Um, but I, I get, you know, you need to think about whatever makes you feel better in this situation. Um, I'm sure. I mean, I know that Jacob Truba is not disliked by Rangers fans, but... <clears throat> I said Rangers fans, wait until I finish <laughs> before you before you make those grunting noises. Um, but at the same time, I personally just take Chris Kreider. Like, he's much better in all of the ways. But, you know, I'm not he, the one making decisions. He reads. <laughs> How are you going to... He reads. Yeah. How are you going to pass... Not to, you know, mm-hmm. be like that, but, like, how are you going to pass up on a dude who plays the piano, reads Russian, no, mm-hmm. speaks Russian, and also um, reads actual books yeah. for another person? Right. I yeah. don't understand. And if anyone, com- if anyone comes for us saying that so-and-so reads, we're not talking about those weird self-help and finance things. No. We're not talking about the cult books. No. You know what else we're not talking about? The fact that you, if you think, that, you know what, I was going to say something. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Mm. Okay. I don't care. Come at me. <laughs> Come at me. You didn't actually say anything. But anyway, Jacob, so, <laughs> yeah, be nice. Painters, no. had, painters had a bit of a day. Uh, so. Bit of a week. Uh, well, you know. Uh, bit of a month. Yeah. Bit of a year. Bit of a decade. Well, actually, yeah, but we're not going to get yeah. into it. Well, you know. Um, it's the... It's the it's the sign of the times, I guess. Uh, so yeah, Jacob Truba is the new captain of the New York Rangers. I do find it absolutely hilarious. Okay, all things aside, the fact that like the announcement video or whatever had him writing a letter, like literally writing a letter, like just have him sit in front of a camera and say words. Don't make him pretend to Actually write things. Write? Yeah. I know, like. You know, it's just one of those, I was like, we're not, we're not in the 1850s, you know, like, it's okay to have, like, a really cool production of Captain Announcements where you have an interview with, you know, 
the new captain. Yeah. Um, you don't need to make the poor guy write. Even I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I like writing. I like writing, but I wouldn't want to, you know, sit down with a pen and paper and have someone film me writing I a letter. I personally hate writing, yeah. like, pen and paper, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. my handwriting is shit. Yeah. That's another so. thing. So, like, don't don't make the poor guy do that. Just sit in him in front of the camera. That's what he's trained to do. <laughs> um, in other news, we also have uh, Bergeron and, and, surprise, Kreischi. 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 Sure. Why not? Um, they are coming back to the Boston Bruins. Um, for one year each, uh, on relatively expensive contracts, to be oh, honest. Oh, wow. I'm so surprised. Yeah. I did not expect for this to happen, where <laughs> the Boston Bruins bring back fan favorites. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I will, I, I mean, I, yeah, it, it I, you I can't, you can't, I'm not, yeah. I'm not just being mean. Like, no, you can't. No, But <laughs> I, I, I get both sides of things, you know? Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I feel for Boston in the sense that, to be honest, uh, who, like, Pasternak maybe and Marchand are like the only like star players they have left, like besides Bergeron and the Czech crazy. Chara's punch in the air right now. Well, he's not. He was. He hasn't been on the Bruins for a bit. Yeah, but he's still punching the air. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah. So you 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 kind of get what. And the Bruins are so used to having, like, hockey household name, like you know, um, players on their teams, that I think they're also confused what their identity is. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. they're not, so they're not ready to let go of Bergeron. And I mean, they did let go of Kreishi for a little bit, Kreishi, whatever. I'm going to call him crazy. Um, I, I feel like that is not, no, okay. No, but, um, it, I mean, they're good, pl- they're certainly good players, great players in their prime. I would say that they are not in their prime anymore. I mean, Bergeron is still very much mm-hmm. one of the best centermen to ever play the game right. in the modern era. Mm-hmm. But, but the the thing for me <laughs> and Boston Bruins fans, y'all are gonna get mad at me, but I'm used to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> why is it that the front office of the Boston Bruins has this really obnoxious habit of they pay older guys a lot of money mm-hmm. that they really shouldn't yeah and then they throw away their younger talent and mm-hmm. don't actually develop them and then start punching the air mm-hmm. when their younger talent goes on to a different team yeah and like wipes the floor after mm-hmm. like a year or two of actual development yeah like yeah. that Make that make sense. Also, you probably would have a better idea of what your identity is if you had an actual core that wasn't, you know, over the age of 28. Just yeah. going to put that out well, there. Well, yeah, that, that, that too. And it, I think, 
Yeah, I mean, I I've certainly seen. You know, there's a good front office player fan relation team relationship when you'll see older players actually take essentially league minimum to mm-hmm. stay. You know, and they are not like these two are not taking league minimum, like, and they're both. We're not talking like oh they're you know thirty one. We're not saying that they're thirty adjacent. Like they're they're closer to forty than. Bergeron's thirty seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and my man's uh, needs to yeah. retire. And Krejci is thirty six. So, uh, yeah. So the amount of money that they're being paid at the age that they are and 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 those ages are not old for normal people but uh for hockey players that's a lot of money for knees and hips and uh just all kinds of things have been playing hockey for almost 40 years um and Krejci obviously was playing in the Czech Republic. That's a very different environment. Um, you can say that, like, yeah, he scored however many, an insane number of points in a relatively small number of games. But yeah, in the Czech Republic. Not the NHL. So, um, I guess congrats to the Bruins for bringing back fan favorites. Um, I hope, for Bruins fans' sake, that I know that this isn't going to – I know that this isn't likely actually happening, but I hope this, for Bruins fans' sake, that the front office is trying to figure out what they're going to do uh, because you can't keep playing these two guys. Eventually, they're going to break for good, you know. Uh, so, welcome back. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next season. What about women's hockey? What's going on? Uh, well, this is older news, but mm-hmm. I felt like it was nice to mention. Okay. Uh, mostly right now, there's talent acquisition. Uh, people are, <clears throat> excuse me, mostly people are signing and doing summer showcases and what have you. But the Minnesota Whitecaps of the PHF mm-hmm. are relocating to st paul okay from st paul to richfield excuse me okay because which my work my brain hurts <laughs> my head hurts i have a migraine anyway uh they are relocating to richfield which is nice because it's a nicer arena a little bit bigger yeah and it will provide a new opportunity and new chances for promotions and yeah. uh it's a nice size arena, though. Like, I'm very how, excited about that. How many seats and all that? Off the uh, bit, 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 bit. off the top of my head, I do not remember. Hang on. Okay. That's but they do have a permanent locker room, and that's the main thing that I'm excited oh, about. Oh, that is nice. Because at the old one, they did not. Yeah. And that's really the main thing. It's a permanent locker room and an actual, like, practice area that mm-hmm. they can actually use. There it is. It is 1,300 spectators and standing room for 500 more. That's nice. So, yeah. Almost 2,000 yeah. people. Which is, which is 
Great. More, more than the coyotes are going to get. Uh, yeah, it is. So, sorry, coyotes uh, fans. I'm not. But anyway, <laughs> so that's exciting and makes sense because the Minnesota Whitecaps are um, – actually, their social media team does a really good job of engagement and everything else, and their marketing mm-hmm. is on point. So I'm not surprised to see them move to a – bigger arena where they can have more permanent facilities but that is an excellent uh direction for the sport yeah and for the phf mm-hmm. and uh, i'd hoped that we would know what montreal's name is going to be but yeah. they haven't released it yet i think they said mid-august so yeah so they've we'll got see. yeah hopefully next episode we'll have updates on that probably probably well let's hope so <laughs> let's hope so uh for both content purposes and timeline purposes because they're planning on i think they're planning on starting this season right yeah i mean they also but they have half their roster signed on yeah it's just it's not you know it's like you you want you want time to get people i mean they play in montreal it's not like you have to worry about a fan base not being there um yeah i mean toronto six was announced like a week before the season started oh was it really jeez yeah like a week or two man i cannot yeah i cannot remember things to save my life yeah yeah so i'm not surprised but i'm just Mm -hmm. impatient yeah yeah and you know you just want to know i'm curious to see what they come up with um Mm -hmm. i will say i feel like the toronto six like it's a good name but also it was a bit of a letdown um especially after waiting for so long yeah so i hope that montreal kind of has some fun maybe they like i just hope their jerseys slap yeah because the toronto six jerseys slap yeah i want i want I, I there's something in my i just i immediately thought of pink and i don't mean like that frilly pink i mean like like a strong pink you know, just to like, like strong like, pink. Well, yeah, you I'm know, strong. Well, you know, you know what I mean. Where it's not like it's no. <laughs> it's not like that baby girl pink. You know, the bar, like, but pastel. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, the Jesus Christ. Like this is pink, unapologetically. Um, you know that kind of pink. Okay, I'm gonna cut you off, Smitty, because mm-hmm. I think you're just reaching a point I... where you're like, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. No, I know, I know what I'm saying. Okay, but it's hard to describe colors that are in your brain. Um, but yeah, that yeah. is a sentence that you just said. <laughs> it's hard. It is. Uh, if you if you ever had to describe a color that's in your head, and you need to describe it, it's why describing colors to people who have, who, you know. Who, who have blind who have been blind their whole lives is really hard uh is like describe the color yellow you're like okay anyway uh we're gonna talk about the puck right okay and the in the rules yeah rule 13 there's a puck it's made of rubber it is one inch thick three inches in diameter mm-hmm. that's what she said <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I should have seen it coming. And yet, <clears throat> it's still... It was like, it was like, what? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Five so and a it's... half ounces to six ounces in weight. Which, yeah, I'm surprised there's even some wiggle room, I guess. Um, 
don't. I think that's probably more so for manufacturer yeah. issues. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Because it's not cheap to get a bunch of pucks. Making yeah. pucks is not a cheap process, and yeah. buying pucks isn't I, a cheap process. I get it. It's just, like, it feels like for the, you know, preciseness of some of these idiot players, love them, but... They have issues. Yeah, they're all superstitious as fuck. Yeah, like they would have a problem with even half an ounce of a difference. Sidney Crosby would, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like this. This puck does not feel right. Uh, you're like, on okay. top of the fact I'm playing on bad ice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, home team supplies mm. the pucks. And what is, what 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 is a fro- what is frozen condition? <laughs> Well, it's in ice. I know, but like, do we like so when you're when you're storing the pucks, it's put in an ice bucket, and like a freezer. That's so. I get why. I understand that because rubber physics and stuff. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, it's just a it's just a strange sentence to have. Provide an adequate providing an adequate supply of official pucks, which shall be kept in a frozen condition. And you're like, what? <laughs> Where we keep what? Okay. All right, but then the supply of chucks, supply of chucks, shall be <laughs> kept at the penalty bench under the control of one of the regular off ice officials or a special attendant. Yeah. Um, do they are the are the you know the answer to this? Are the pucks still in frozen condition while with the special attendant? Yeah, they're. When I tell you that they're quite literally in. A lunchbox. They're in. They're in a freezer. They're That's in a so bucket funny. that was frozen. That's so interesting. Again, I get it. It's and then just placed on of, the ice so it yeah. stays frozen. Yeah, I I get it. It's again. It just feels like you know. Um, you have the sport that takes place on ice, so it feels mm-hmm. like someone's just like everything has to touch ice. Like we have to keep, you know, I don't, they don't actually, but you know, keep we have to keep sticks frozen, and you know, it just it feels very like we're playing well, ice. Sticks hockey, don't have like, to be frozen. No, I know, but it just it feels like someone decided that as opposed to like, because physics is hard. <laughs> like I get it, but also it's it's a strange it's a strange thing. Surely we can just keep them cool we don't have to keep them frozen um but they won't move down the ice though well we can deal with that it's well an illegal puck however so that doesn't i mean technically we can we can do well if we decide to change the rules to like they just have to be cool they don't have to be like frozen frozen um then we yeah then They'll have to just adjust to that. But an illegal puck, which is, I don't know. That feels very illegal. Any puck puck. that is not one inch in thickness and three inches in diameter, weighing between five and a half and six ounces, and is not made by vulcanized rubber, is an illegal puck. Well, technically, yes, that, that is true based on the rules but in this illegal puck it is basically that if there's a second puck that shows up oh yeah <laughs> uh we like but it's, what's funny is the rule is that the play shall not be stopped 
but shall continue with the legal puck until the play in progress is completed by change of possession. Now, this is asking for trouble. I have seen Uh this a couple of different times where, like, a puck, like, you know, the weird NHL moments or whatever, where, like, suddenly there's a second puck, and you're like, where did it come from? Like, it usually when, like, a puck will get stuck underneath a goalie's net, and then no one knows that it's there until someone knocks the someone like knocks the net and suddenly there's a second puck i've seen the looks of confusion on those poor men's faces um yeah play is gonna stop if there's a second puck like as soon as (laughs) as soon as there's a realization all the players are gonna stop and be like what's happening i'm confused regardless of if there's a whistle or not the play is gonna stop (laughs) So, and then you have the awkward, like, well, which puck is legal? Now we don't know because this person will think that it's this one's legal and this person, you know, it play will stop. That's why I think it's an interesting kind of rule. I get why they have, you know, you don't want someone like someone literally throwing a puck on the ice and then, you know, players having, having to play with that one. Um or, you know, you want there to be an illegal puck rule, but at the same time, like, we're going to we're gonna get in trouble. But, so, but that's really it for pucks. There's not a whole lot. Yeah. Pretty- more, there's more rules about pucks in the arena than there are that have mm-hmm. to do with the actual uh, NHL rule book. Yeah. Because the puck is the one thing that is remarkably easy to control. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that it's the projectile that they're <laughs> shooting down the ice. Right. Pucks yeah. are very straightforward. Everything pucks, else about the game of hockey yeah. is a hot mess. Yep. Pucks will pucks, generally follow the rules of physics and generally. geometry and trigonometry, you know, as it bounces around. Usually. There have been some weird ones. Um, but, you know, usually they will follow the rules. But, like, just the general rules of nature. So they don't need a whole lot of actual rules speaking of though we have some halifax rules that we're going to talk about in smitty's hockey history corner okay so um hockey has not been a static game i guess i would say um it's changed a lot in the hundreds of years that it has been played we've touched on a little bit where um there used to be, you know, eight players aside. There may have actually been up to 11 at one point. I found out mm-hmm. today that there's a, a game called Bandy, which sounds fun, which is basically soccer on ice. Um, but, you know, with sticks because, yeah, ice, you don't want to slip. But, uh, there is, but the original rules are sort of hard to come by because – there were so many different leagues before the NHL. There was a time where there was literally like a hundred, there's apparently like a hundred teams just in Montreal alone um, in the early 1900s where, you know, they would play each other, but they all kind of played various, various rules, you know, like, Oh, you're playing with us and we're the home team or whatever. So we're playing by our rules and all of that. So, um, the Halifax rules, um, 
were played under in a March 3rd game um, that sort of were kind of the, 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 the start of what the rules that we know today is where those rules came from. So, uh, but there's some differences, however. So, in the Halifax rules, the puck couldn't leave the ice. So, uh, you couldn't lift the puck at all. Uh, no forward passing was permitted. And I think we talked about that, didn't we, in a different... We have, yes. Yeah, history corner where originally you couldn't pass forward. Um, and we have also talked about the goalie couldn't fall down or kneel to make saves. They were they had to be standing. Um, so, and then these Halifax rules were... They sort of morphed into the Montreal rules in 1877. Um, where injured players could now be replaced. So, before that, you just had, if if someone went down, they were out, or they had to play with, you know, broken legs. They still do that now, but you know. Um, Team sizes were set at seven aside, down from eight, um, and the rink's measurements were now made standard. So, like I said, there's many different, there were many different leagues and teams and everyone kind of had their different ideas of what hockey was and what hockey, the hockey rules were, which is one of the reasons why we have, you know, we have different Europeans have different like um, rink sizes than the NHL and North America. Um, And then there's also, it's also another reason why we have, games like bandy um which is you know soccer on ice which kind of is another offshoot of what hockey could have become from the earlier games but um basically the the main thing really is for the halifax rules is you know you just i think the the main thing that would be surprising now is that the puck couldn't leave the ice so um like at all like at all so it had to stay on Mm -hmm. the ice you couldn't Mm -hmm. lift it at all Uh, (laughs) yeah so which i slavin would cry (laughs) well and i mean i guess i can kind of see with that rule why goalies couldn't fall down or kneel because that would make it a little bit too easy (laughs) um and You know, but at the same time, like, so much now, like, if imagining a player today playing with that rule just wouldn't work because they, I, yeah, you know, they, they know where they're shooting and, you know, they just, they, they go for those upper corners and they really do like the upper corner. They really, they, they really do. I feel like the corner right side upper corner yeah. left side does not matter yeah no it's just the upper corners like that's where and you wouldn't get the satis like the satisfying like you know seeing the net move really if you yeah. couldn't lift the puck um so there the rules are always shifting and changing and i'm sure i mean it, obviously from the 1870s to, to now we're gonna you're gonna see more dramatic things but um, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the next, every, every decade it feels like has their own style of hockey, um, rules or not. So 
we'll see what happens in the next decade, hopefully. Hopefully things keep changing. It's good to have change. So It uh, is. Yeah. So um, that's really it for the hockey history thing. Um, I realized that I put my next week's one in the link. I will change that. Painter, my apologies. Thank uh, you, because I was very confused. Yeah, no, um, that was I. I got but distracted. I didn't want to interrupt. I got I got distracted. Now, jerk. No, I got like it was one of those rabbit hole kind of things where I was like, oh, I can do that next week, uh, and then I just ended up putting it in the wrong place. I fixed it. So, you want to introduce the new hockey fan question? Oh yeah, uh, this week. It is, what is the most shocking thing you've witnessed in a hockey game, on TV, or live? Yeah, in person, I guess. In person, yeah. Yeah. So, Painter, you've definitely been to more hockey games than I have, like, in person. Um, And you've probably seen that, like, the crazy stuff that happens in an arena. But can you think of, like, what the most shocking thing you've seen? Like, ah. I've seen some weird shit, <laughs> um, both on and off the ice. Mm-hmm. When I think shocking, my brain immediately goes to, like, a shocking injury. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was one time that a dude, he uh, knocked into the top of the... Uh, the glass Mm -hmm. and he fell through the glass and oh yeah yeah immediately got up yeah totally cool right (laughs) totally fine he's like i'm good (laughs) but then as soon as he touched the ice he like fell over Mm -hmm. we're all just like what is what is happening right now yeah although my personal favorite is uh this is not necessarily shocking but very very funny um one time, a stick well, uh, got caught in the netting. Oh. Well, a it... puck first got caught in the netting. <laughs> and then... Did someone throw and... the stick up? Yes. <laughs> See, my home team is full of... Uh, they have one brain cell, and they share it amongst them, and usually the captain's the one that has it. So... They, they they offered their stick, right, mm-hmm. to to you know try and help out, and uh, the 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 stick got caught, and then as and then, I'm pretty sure anyone would have, no, that's gonna get stuck. <laughs> uh huh. And then the puck got caught. Yep. Well, the puck was already caught. Then mm-hmm. they uncaught the unstuck the puck, mm-hmm. and then they unstuck the stick. But then the net got caught on something else. Like it was just a very weird there... slash hilarious time. Um, like a comedy of errors or something. It really was. That <laughs> that poor dude that was on that big old ladder, like, oh. I felt so bad for him. I was like, I'm I getting would... nauseous just looking at you. Yeah. Well, and then, like, not only nauseous, but, like, there's such performance anxiety with that because, like, oh God, you're just yeah. there to help. And, and half know. the team is watching you, too. And you know, well, not only the team, like, there are people there. <laughs> yes, but, like, the team is, like, like yeah. yelling, and like, try this. Like, yeah. They, uh, yeah, and you yeah. could hear them. Mm-hmm. 
they're trying bless to help. they were trying really hard to be helpful bless them but i you know, oh but man. they they were not helpful they are if it were me to be totally honest i would have snapped at them but like <laughs> turn around yeah. and just looked at them and said shut the fuck up and go skate <laughs> go do something <laughs> Well, they were all Don't very concerned. I'm, I'm sure they were, but with me in that situation, like, the fewer eyes on me, the better. The fewer people talking to me, the better. <laughs> yeah. I'm not entirely sure that, like, he could even really hear them because mm-hmm. man was laser focused. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was eventful. Yeah. I've also just seen some really gnarly in- injuries. There was mm-hmm. one time I saw a dude uh, get his like a cut on his neck from a skate uh, yeah were you there for that i yeah i was there Ooh. and i was like oh this is this is a thing that's happening that that's the scariest thing for me it, it was very scary um everybody was very concerned yeah um it's fine yeah anytime i see a skate like leave the ice that is not like you know in a sprinting formation kind of way I'm just very aware that there are sh- there's sharp metal at the end of that, and yeah. like they those guys might be wearing pads, but not everywhere. And in my personal experience, knives will find wherever you are not protected. Yes, um, you know yes. it just it's just the way things are. So, but yeah, that's that's i've seen it i've seen a couple of times that that happened on tv that that's Mm -hmm. happened and it's just always been like i think it's worse in person yeah oh no i bet and it's one of and i know that one of the reasons that it is such obviously terrifying because you know knife neck all of that but even beyond that you take the white ice like just getting red blood on it. You can see how quickly that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. You know, like, if, if football players are bleeding constantly. But we oh, don't, God, yeah, we don't, s- you don't see it because, you know, you green Until they do, like, a close-up. Right, and then you're like, bro, your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's blood. One of the, like, worst things I remember, I don't, this was, like, five, six years ago. I was watching a game with, a football game with my dad, American football Mm -hmm. game with my dad, and I was just like, Dad, why does he have a red glove on? And my dad was like, that's not a glove. Yep. And I said, that's disgusting. (laughs) And it is, but also alarming. So it is, there is that part of it too where if it is an injury with you know where someone where skin breaks open blood on the ice is just so obvious so quickly yeah and there's no hiding it um so you you really get the full experience of like oh what about you smitty uh i didn't necessarily witness this in person i didn't even witness this on tv when it happened but i was flipping through in the evening during the season, I f- at the, like I flip through like the game scores, you know, just to see what's going on, and I come across the a game, and I remember the teams that played. I can't remember exactly where I was, but I saw 
the Anaheim Ducks St. Louis Blues game had been postponed. Oh, and yeah. I was like, that doesn't make sense because, like, with baseball, like baseball, you're like, okay, it's raining somewhere, you know. But for something to be postponed, and this is before COVID, um, like just before COVID, uh, literally just before, yeah, like for something to be postponed, it had to be something had to have happened, like completely out of the ordinary. So I went online and I checked because I'm like, what's going on? And Jay Bomeister had collapsed on the bench. And there's a certain image, and I wish I hadn't seen the video now, because there's an yeah. image that's burned into my brain, seeing Vince Dunn, seeing Jay Bomeister fall over. The look on Vince Dunn's face yeah. scared the absolute shit out of me, because that kid knew what was going on immediately, and he was terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, <laughs> defibrillator was defibrillator was actually used, so it is actually shocking. But, um, but oh, it, Jesus, I know I you gotta laugh because otherwise I'll cry. But I mean, Jay Bomeister, obviously he's fine now. Don't know where he he's somewhere. He's not playing anymore, thank goodness. But he's somewhere and he's okay. And I, I that to me sticks into my brain. Because that was, I mean, I've seen players collapse on the bench before. And I knew, I know that that had happened before, but it was something to see the players on the bench, like their reaction to it, where, like, especially a young player who doesn't have that, like, I'm sure there's some medical training a little bit with hockey players like, hey, if you if you know, like, if someone's on the ice and they're bleeding out, you, you know, you put pressure on it, whatever. But, like, that was a kid absolutely terrified for one of his friends. And yeah. it was, like, that image in my head is just burned. And then, yeah, it was just, it was, yeah, it was a lot. But that was the sh- most shocking thing that I witnessed. I didn't even see it at the time. I just actually wish I hadn't because uh, <laughs> I didn't need to see that but but yeah that was mine I don't really have a whole lot of shocking stuff live because I haven't seen a whole lot of hockey games um, I did get to see Connor McDavid live and that's an experience that is an experience the thing about going to a hockey game live is there's so many things that happen in yeah. a game every single time that yeah. there's some wild shit mm-hmm. no matter what you do yeah it was just like that was i mean i knew that i was Connor mcdavid's fast and he's good at hockey yeah. that motherfucker fast i know but it and you know that but it's really something to see it in person when you're like yeah the tv doesn't do it justice <laughs> how did he <laughs> you blink and he's across the fucking ice and you're like son of a bitch yeah you're like you're like uh how did he, he he's he's across the ice and he's already scored and you're like uh-huh. how did sir i wasn't even thinking like i was i was i was still over there and you're over here i don't what so i got to see that that was pretty cool yeah it's also really shocking. nice though like when one of your defensemen is able to keep up with them and you're like mm-hmm. how yeah how yeah it's definitely how? yeah it's seeing all of those guys really skate now with all the, the emphasis that's put on speed today 
is absolutely amazing because it the tv really doesn't do it justice but it's sort of the same with you know you see like race car (laughs) you see race cars and people (laughs) will be like oh yeah no i can do that and then you see it live and you're like what the fuck (laughs) yeah yeah so uh it's sort of the, the same idea you just have to see it live to kind of really understand how amazing it is but yeah there's some skaters you just cannot appreciate until you actually see them in person yeah. And it's not just like Connor McDavid or no. like Dry Seidel. Like, yeah. I mean, there's some skaters that until I saw them in person, I was like, oh, yeah, they skate pretty good. And then you see them in person, you're like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or just the different, the things that they're doing when the camera isn't on them. Like, yes. you know, especially with the defensemen, because obviously they're not the ones typically scoring. It's changing a little bit, but they're doing a lot more to like pave the way for the scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, so you end up kind of seeing them how the physicality of especially their role where you know they're hitting people they're pushing them up against the boards they're shoving them out of the way um in ways that probably bruise but do not actually injure and that takes an amazing amount of skill at that speed so Um, It's more of a position game than it's ever been. mm -hmm. Like, one of the things that I love about being able to see hockey live is watching, like, the setup Mm -hmm. of seeing the guys that are able to get into the set positions that they Mm -hmm. need to be in. Yeah. And And the guys who know that their line mate's going to, like, they know where the puck's going and they know where their buddy's going. So they're going to shoot the puck over to where their buddy's going. Yeah. And it's just like, dang. You kind of get, I mean, obviously hockey in some ways is always going to be in a game that's improvised but in person you can see more of the setups like the setup plays you know lots of set plays right yeah but i mean obviously yeah obviously you end up crazy when certain set plays keep getting used and it's like you motherfuckers that hasn't worked the last 50 times (laughs) we're gonna keep doing it yeah okay yeah but i mean it's sort of the i know that football fans have that same complaint where it's just more obvious in football um, that you have those set plays because there's a start and an end that's very obvious. Um, whereas with hockey, it's sort of like you might get cut off in the middle, and but they're going to try it again if they get the puck back. You're like, oh, my God, please stop. Um, that didn't work. <laughs> it's not going to work this time unless you do something actually different with it. Yeah. Let's start on the other side. No, uh, but you know, maybe don't put eighty six in the. You know what? Mm, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's the most shocking thing that we've seen thus far. Um, every season. I love how yours was like actually genuine and serious, <laughs> and my stupid ass was like you know, actually one time. <laughs> well, you know, I mean it. I don't have I don't have as much experience as you and that one it just that one time really sticks in my head as like if someone asks me like what's the like most like the thing that most affected you ever in a hockey game that would always be my answer because it just like shocking scary disturbing like it's just that because it's all of those things (laughs) it's just in my head that one if I could hang it in a, in a museum i'd get awards for like horror you know uh, i so. will say if we're talking like the one that's impacted me the most is probably um the time that uh this is gonna show my age a little bit 
But when Eric Cole got his collarbone snapped, I'm not even going to name the player because I fucking hate him. (laughs) It's still on site. I know. It's been a long time. Very long time. And I would still (laughs) knock his ass out. Anyway, that, awful, terrible, very bad. Yeah. Um, My dad turned off the TV. Because I was screaming. Probably so, smart, to be honest. Well, yes, I was screaming and very, very upset. So he yeah. had to turn off the TV and tell me to chill out. Yeah. Um, so. So there was that. Yeah. As well. We have a dumb take of this week. Um, there's not a whole lot going on right now besides free agency um, in men. Well, in both men's and women's hockey right now um or if you're talking about college hockey because i know painter likes college hockey school's not in session so (laughs) not yet (laughs) not yet uh but so uh our dumb take of the week um is all salaries (laughs) over eight eight million dollars a year uh just in general um anyone Getting $8 million a year already, that's too much money. Uh, but hockey players in general, if you are asking for over like eight and over, you're probably asking for too much money. I don't agree with that. Really? Yeah. Well, so what are your exceptions? Connor McDavid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm talking like... <laughs> Regular hockey players, not once in a generation. <laughs> Connor McDavid can ask for eight mil. Great, good for him. I I should hope so because he's getting what thirteen, fourteen, probably. What do you think about Austin Matthews getting? <clears throat> yeah, list. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> do I recognize that Austin Matthews is a really good hockey player? Yeah. Do I think he's worth the price tag knowing that he has like three other teammates that are taking up like 60% of his team's cap space? Nah, I think that's bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's certainly situational, I guess. I mean, when you come into a situation like that where you have Austin Austin McDavid. (laughs) (laughs) He wishes. I know. Um, You have Austin Matthews and you have that team where there's such a lopsided amount of money being spent on players um that you know but but like on a general level there are some normal hockey players and i'm saying normal meaning nhl level who are not currently signed who are asking for over eight ah yes see that (laughs) stupid um my thing is if you deserve Mm -hmm. eight million Mm dollars based off of you know analytics blah 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 whatever but if you're legitimately a like all-star player yeah okay Mm -hmm. ask for that yeah but here's my thing here's my thing here's my frustration with it i should rather say Mm -hmm. and to clarify I don't disagree with you, Smitty. Mm-hmm. I just think that there are definitely some cases where, oh, yeah. yeah, okay, $8 mm-hmm. million. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But most cases, yeah. for dudes who don't, should not, mm-hmm. can we just talk about the fact 
that I think really what's happened is that in the past few years, the free agency market has mm-hmm. been overinflated as hell. Yeah. And teams that don't know their own identity mm-hmm. are paying through the nose for these guys that they think are going to save their franchise. Yeah. And thinking it's a big name and da 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 Like, it's going to be great. And it's going to bring some power back to our franchise. And then it fucking flops. Mm-hmm. But they continue to do it. Yeah. And now it's infected the rest of the damn league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then you get guys who think, oh, well, so-and-so got $11 million. I deserve $11 million because mm-hmm. I have this and this and this. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> I... It, it's hard because I would love to, you know, if I have a bad year of just in general, if I have a bad year, I don't want that year to be included in, you know, my general stats, my employment stats or whatever. I would just be like, hey, look, but this one year I did fantastic, right? But you can't pick and choose like that. Yeah. Um, so even if you've had a career year, if you had a bad year, but you, you know, you can't pick and choose be like, oh, I can reach that. If you had a, your, you know, your career year two seasons ago or whatever, you can't be like, I can reach that again. Because you don't know if you can. The, the situations of that season and this season, this coming season, are very different. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the same for every season. So assuming that you can sort of, I feel like, I don't know, I haven't, it's not that I counted, but I feel like a lot of players chose f- to try free agency this offseason. Mm-hmm. Like, they've chosen to do that, and I f- I'm like, it feels, I don't want to say irresponsible, because I'm not their mothers. But, ha, see, I did it. Um, I'm not their mothers. Uh, we're just multiple people. Uh, but, like, I just make better financial decisions because if if all of the goalies go into free agency there's i mean there's been a goalie free agency circle circus for the last like three seasons mm-hmm. yeah and it just it just it's like you know if, if you're if the market ends up so saturated you're not gonna get what you want and then the longer that you don't taper your expectations um the longer you're gonna sit and not have a team and the less money you're gonna end up getting at the end because you know teams are gonna be like well actually i can afford that guy and you know we he did fine and you know we're gonna go with him and if suddenly you're the last person and you're taking league minimum I'm not saying it'll get to that point for that, for anyone, but I'm just saying, like, it just, that's the extreme it could get to. So, uh, if you are making over eight million a year, you already make a lot of money. Um, and everyone else, please don't think that just because some, one person's making eight million a year, you should also get eight million a year. The salary cap is a thing. Don't look at baseball because they get paid an insane amount of money. Because there is no salary cap. <laughs> so, well, also, those owners can afford to spend that kind of money, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you but, think. Some owners are also just cheap. But that's a whole other issue that we're not going to get into. Yeah. Um, 
So, but... Because if we did, I would walk away. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, but that's the dumb take of the week. I think we freshed... Well, we freshed it up. Gosh, I cannot talk today. My apologies. I'm going to have to edit this and hear myself say weird things. So... Like every time. Well, you know. Yeah. Every time. But I think we kind of fleshed that out a little bit better than what... Like, on my actual thing, you'll see it on the Word, on the WordPress site. It just says all salaries over $8 million a year. Because I, personally, am like, no, nah, that's too much money in general. And I get, you know, market, the demand. We've decided that this job... In this job, fantastic people can be paid more than eight million a year. I'm in a I'm I'm in a anti capitalist mood, so that's way too much money in general. But, oh yeah, no, it's way too much money in general. <laughs> but don't, do not mishear no, me. No, 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 no. I know. You I know. you know how I feel. I know. I do. But I'm trying to remind myself that we're talking generally about the market. <laughs> so ah, the, yes, the market which I hate. Yes. Um, okay. So yes. So, if you are getting paid over eight million a year, you are overly exceptional. If you are asking for over eight million a year and you're not getting it, you're overly stupid. Yeah. Well, you send know. tweet. <laughs> and on that note, we'll end that. <laughs> send tweet. <laughs> no, but yeah, but just just be realistic with your expectations, especially in such a such a market. That okay, but you're also thinking about hockey players I know. who have never been realistic in their expectations I I, ever. Would, and I most know. of them have an ego that is bigger than a city bus. Yeah. Wow, that's even that's even kind to say city bus. I was thinking Empire State Building. Listen, I'm attempting to be a little bit nicer <laughs> than I was earlier in this podcast. Uh, we've, it's we've not had a working. Bit of a decade, so, you, you know. Um, yeah. But well. we'll be... Uh, hopefully we will have our shit figured out by the next episode. Although I know that you will be getting pretty busy painter mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah. Um, where I get to calm down, <laughs> painter gets busy. Uh, so incredibly maybe, busy. Yeah. So the start maybe, of the year for my new job is the worst time of the year. Yeah. 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 And mine is like, once the school year starts, it's like, oh, thank goodness that's over (laughs) but you know you know that's the way things are sometimes so maybe it'll be that the instagram ends up becoming more um what's the word more active that there we go more active than twitter for a little bit but we always intend to come back to you friends family family fans um and yeah uh i hope you have a great week, and all of your teams win, except for the ones they play against mine. Stay safe out there.